You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We'd like to start this message by saying how much we appreciate all of our Patreon supporters. Executing the podcast is a huge financial and time commitment, and as such, it would be absolutely impossible to carry out without your support over the years. The purpose of this message is to announce that we are sweetening the pot for our current supporters and anyone who joins Patreon in the future. Currently under Patreon plans $5 and up, you receive an additional monthly trivia episode as well as our Ask Me Anything styled crop drop. Beginning January 1st, 2024, we will be releasing weekly bonus trivia episodes personally written by the hosts in addition to the crop drop. As always, new and old Patreon members will also have access to our enormous backlog of bonuses upon joining. If you have been considering joining, we hope you will consider the new episodes as yet another invitation to sign up. We hope our current members will enjoy the influx of episodes and you will never be short of trivia content. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. And now, it's time for the show. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Matt. Joining me, as always, when I actually do show up, is Ken, Neil, and Jeff. How are you guys doing? Yeah, thanks for coming, Matt. It's not your fault that you're a very busy man a busy with man. Uh, work demands. I have so. two conglomerate stores to run. Two conglomerates? Yeah. You're back down from three? But I get paid for one, so it's all fair. <laughs> You're two steps from a Captain uh, Planet villain. Here, you got one more conglomerate, and I think you're a villain. Uh, Tom Cruise, right? Wasn't he supposed to be the main villain? Don't, don't talk about Captain Planet <laughs> in front we of We did Matt. agree on that. How are you guys doing in this December? It's chilly. Has it started snowing yet? We don't know. It's, it's still October. It's an illusion. <laughs> yeah, we've it's been inside illusion. the studio the entire time, so we haven't looked outside yet. The, the weather is very October-y, though. It's really well, hard I'll to say. see outside through this like hedgehog curtain that Neil has up. <laughs> That prevents us from seeing the outside. It's a beautiful Yeah, blanket. we're trapped in here. Keeps the warmth in, even in August, which you guys don't want. Well, <laughs> and, and we we were thankful, though. Uh, we just had Thanksgiving here in America, so we're thankful for all of our listeners, Matt. So it was nice so to have we, you over for some turkey. Are we not pretending, Neil? You're going back and forth with this. <laughs> we've, we've lost the thread here, guys. Why don't we introduce we some new just... people so we stop talking? Absolutely. Yeah, uh, well, we're super excited to have our first guest here, uh, a Not A Robot supporter on Patreon uh, from the uh, south uh, end of Sacramento, sort, sort of around that area, but a host of the Middle Class Film Class podcast. We'll let him tell us about that. Pete Abeta, how are you, Pete? I'm doing I'm doing fine, fellas. Thanks for having me on. Yes, thank you for having uh, the time and, and coming to join us today. You told us that you are a relatively new listener, which is awesome, so thank you and welcome, uh, but tell the folks at home a little bit about yourself. Well, I work in auto body. I fix cars for a living. Um, I used to actually fix the cars. Now I'm in the office telling other people to fix the cars. And <laughs> and I uh, I have a basically most of my free time outside of uh, you know work is movie related. Um, I have two giant tortoises that live in my backyard. I've had them since hatchlings. They're about 12 years old and pushing 100 pounds each now. Whoa. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, they're like little dinosaurs that live back there, like cow dinosaurs. Um but this the show is called Middle Class Film Class, and it's like it's a it's a twice a week movie news and review show. So we do news and discussion topics every Monday, and then every Wednesday it's a deep dive review into one movie we choose at random from our spinning wheel. 
Very and, cool. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. We keep try to keep it funny, and it's recorded like a uh, almost like a morning show with live music put in, sound drops, and the pacing is very quick and and fun. It's meant to be a, like a fun, funny show. Nice. So, what movie is on top of your mind right now? Maybe not necessarily a recommendation. Could be a recommendation, but what what are you thinking about? Sure. There's. It's in, yesterday we just had a, a writer director duo, brother duo called the Berghart Brothers, um, on the show. They called in. And they have a movie that just came out called Head Count. It's, uh, there's a couple head counts on IMDb if you're checking that. So it's it released in 2023. It's a great crime thriller, suspense, western sort of noir, like a really interesting genre-bending movie that I thought was ki- really killer. And it, and it has almost no reviews on inst- inst- uh, IMDb or Letterboxd because it's an ultra-indie movie. Oh, nice. And I'm trying to spread the word for that because they seem like kind of guys that are going to do some big things in the future. And... Uh, it was really cool to have them on. So check out Headcount. Nice. It's available to rent anywhere you can rent movies online. Awesome. Well, speaking of Headcount, uh, you needed a partner for today, and you chose Jeff. Is that right? That's right. And uh, what was your team name? Uh, you said you have one that you play with a lot that uh, has served you well? That's right. The Cute Kittens. It's Sort of an anti-trivia team name. <laughs> yeah, right. Like. Yeah. It's right. No pun. No no, no joke anti-establishment. in Anti-establishment. It's intimidating. It's, it checks all the boxes. Cute kittens. Cute kittens. Yeah. Uh, Cute Ken, kittens. you and I will partner uh, today. What do you want to be? Uh, since he's doing the animal thing, we'll uh, throw back to Legends of the Hidden Temple and do uh, Blue Barracudas. Awesome. Eat your heart out, heart, as Jeff would say. Uh, but we need a host uh, for these two teams, the Blue Barracudas versus the Cute Kittens. And uh, we're very excited to welcome back our friend Nathan McQuinn uh, coming to us today from South Dakota, a savage superstar on uh, Patreon. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. It's always nice to see you. I think it's been a while since you've been on a full episode. I think we've had you on yeah. a few bonuses. But uh, what's been new in your life? And uh, if, if folks don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, uh, well, uh, originally from Minnesota and um, have the last four years since I was last first on, I've lived in a variety of states, Washington, Montana, Alabama, and now South Dakota. Uh, right now, I'm working at a small Lutheran college in South Dakota. I oversee student organizations, leadership development, service learning, that kind of really fun stuff. And um, I don't know, I, I just really enjoy trivia ever since I was a kid watching Jeopardy with my dad and pub trivia, and now I, I occasionally host trivia uh, in uh, bars and schools and whatnot, and it's good to be here. Well, Nathan, we're really looking forward to your game, so uh, let's just jump right to it. But first, the rules. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. Cream rise to the top, oh yeah. Thank you, Darren, for the rules. And uh, Nathan, why don't you go ahead and take it right away? Okay. We'll, uh, we'll start with category number one. The category is current events slash sports. It's my one sports question I have. And the question is, WWE and UFC recently merged to form what three-letter company? The new name can also refer to the results when a referee decides a fighter cannot safely continue a match. We can lock in over here if you guys want to talk about it. Yeah, I I don't know a whole lot about professional wrestling. I watch it. Uh, I watch other people watch it. I see their joy, and I've never it's never sparked to me. But I do know I, at, the, at the acronym, I, I believe. I knew the acronym for the boxing. Okay, and what do you think that is? I'm pretty sure it's TKO, technical yeah. knockout. I believe uh, that sounds good to me, so TKO will be our answer. Ken told me that the only way he would watch uh, any content from this merger was if Vince McMahon kept his mustache. So we also said TKO. I hope he loses that mustache. It makes him <laughs> like like an evil Disney villain. Uh, the company's uh, the company was bought by Endeavor, and the three letter um, company name is TKO, Total or Technical Knockout. Good job, points all around. Nice. Okay, moving on to number two, uh, we have a multiple choice science question Mm. out of the named elements on the periodic table of the elements are more elements named for places people or figures from mythology 
I, I, I couldn't tell you probably half of the elements on the periodic table, maybe the top half I'm familiar with, but okay. the rest of them, I know that a huge chunk of uh, discoveries of newer elements were named after the people. So I'm kind of leaning that direction. Uh, yeah. So that's interesting you say that because um, I can think of quite a few recent ones that were also named after places. Oh, interesting. And and my gut is kind of saying places, like uh, just a bunch are jumping out at me. Mm -hmm. Um I'm not going to bore everyone here by going through all 118 elements. Please do, <laughs> of which I know. Um, but my my gut says places. Just thinking of like uh, even like older ones, europium. There's like four in Sweden, like uh, terbium, oh, terbium, right, yeah. that kind of stuff, and yeah. some of the more recent ones like neonium. So I, I want to say I'm places. Gonna, I'm a default to that. Yeah, I think okay. that's the right answer. We're gonna we're gonna guess places and all that, but just off the gut, we said places. Okay. Well, there are a small handful from mythology. There are 19 that are named after people, and there are 41 that are wow. named other places. Number is places. Cool. Places. Awesome. That's a great fact. And, and job, Matt, uh, if you could name an element from anything, what would you name it? Uh, probably Jordanium. Not, not Rambonium? Oh, maybe Rambonium. <laughs> <laughs> if it's the first element, Dal part two. Daltonite. Yep, Swazium, something like that. There's a lot of great great <laughs> options. Okay, moving on to number three. Um, I think that Pete will like this category. It is my movie category. Huzzah. And the question is, in what 1988 movie did a young at heart to Josh Baskin play the piano? Ooh, Josh Baskin. Young at heart Josh Baskin. So, Neil, I don't know this. I don't know this man. I don't you, know you, that name. You can lock in? Name. Yeah, we can lock in. All right, we're locked in. Ooh, yeah. I don't know that name, Jeff. Does that sound, ring a bell to you? Baskin? Young no, the only heart. Baskin I know is Carol, and I don't think she's going to be of any help here. Uh, oh, oh, is that? I know this. I is know that this from now. Big? This is Big, yeah. <laughs> jo Josh is his character. I I didn't. I couldn't remember his last name, but yeah, he plays Okay, it. I was going to say, 1988 and Young at Heart makes me think of the piano at scene. With F.A.O. Schwartz, yes. Gene Hackman and Tom Hanks, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, is that Gene Hackman? No, I'm no. sorry, not Gene Hackman. That would be it's cool a, if it was Gene Hackman. Robert Logia, Logia, I think it's Robert Loja. It's Robert yeah. Loja, yeah. 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 So Neil was doing this gesture where he put his like fingertips together and then drew them apart like uh, uh so like I was getting like, bigger salami <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what he was trying to gesture to me magical but, so. salami yeah what did we say yeah we also said uh big and the answer is big it wasn't a traditional piano but it was still a technical piano so i think it counts i actually saw that movie for the first time last year i i still have a backlog of movies i'm trying to get through it holds it's up. It's a classic. I still haven't seen that movie, but I should have remembered it was Robert Lozier from that scene in The Office when Michael's putting up pictures of old people to, <laughs> to talk about ageism. And Kelly's like, that's Robert Lozier. I wish uh, we had a Zoltar machine in the studio. That'd be pretty sweet. I'll get you one. Yeah. Okay. We're doing well so far. See how the next one goes. And we're going to health. What sexually transmitted infection caused by a bacteria is commonly referred to as the clap. Matt? <laughs> uh, I'm locked in. Uh, Matt, you are not playing. Oh, that's right. Um, but I appreciate your confidence. <laughs> but you can still lose. I believe I believe, uh, I believe. believe uh, Kramer had to effectively uh, fake this one, right? I think so. All right, so we're locked in. Um, I, I know it's either syphilis or, or chlamydia. Could, could you tell the, di the difference, Jeff? Um, in the technical sense, yes, I know the the <laughs> how they each play out. But um, they gave me if it's if if they're right and they said something. Um, the Kramer thing from Seinfeld. I'm trying to remember. He busted, and they're like, they gave me, and I can't remember if it's chlamydia. He says the clap. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everybody calls it the clap, and I, I I think it's I this may this may be wrong and it may be gross, but I think it's because you're waving your legs back and forth like clapping your thighs together because it's hot or something i don't know oh. maybe that's my childlike brain remembering <laughs> what the name was i don't know they gave me gonorrhea they gave me chlamydia they gave you me I... syphilis i'm trying to remember what kramer exclaims maybe it is gonorrhea um well let's all discuss our stds we've had over time <laughs> um 
One of them is a drip. One of them is a clap. <laughs> I know I have a trivia transmitted disease, which is anytime it's a geography question, I just completely shut down. Flex out. Yeah. Uh, Transmit it to Jeff to do. I'm going to say chlamydia just because the alliteration between chlamydia sure, and clap. I, I, I don't know this, and I guess I'm glad I don't. Me, I mean, Yeah, I was just going to say. I have a burning into uh, a burning inclination that this is gonorrhea, much like the burning during urination. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I asked this during a uh, uh, pub trivia thing about maybe a a year or two ago, and half the groups put chlamydia, and half the groups put gonorrhea. Uh, the answer is gonorrhea, and gonorrhea has it. Yep. It comes from a French word. Gonorrhea. It comes from a French word uh, meaning uh, brothel. So that's kind of oh. the etymology of the word. Um, but the answer is gonorrhea. That must be why I can't spell See, it. See, it's a lot cooler if you get gonorrhea from a brothel as opposed to a tractor, like they said on Seinfeld, <laughs> which we knew it wasn't from a tractor, but still. Oh, my co host is going to hate me for this. He's a Seinfeld stan. Oh, I thought he was a big <laughs> that's gonorrhea okay. fan. <laughs> Yeah, he also loves gonorrhea. <laughs> I can't think that we're not at the point yet where STDs are funny, okay? A lot of them are treatable. If they're treatable, it's going to be funny. That's fine. There's actually a movie about the collecting uh, celebrity diseases. It's called Antiviral. It's made the first feature from David Cronenberg's son, Brandon Cronenberg. Mm. Mm. It's like the, uh, the Infinity Stones. He's collecting uh, yes. the Infinity Pool. The Infinity Pool. <laughs> Okay, moving on to number five. The category is famous people. What fancy entertainer and groundbreaking Colonel Sanders played indie race car driver A.J. Ferguson in the 1994 movie The Little Rascals? All right, uh, we have an inclination here. We're going to lock in. So looking here, I mean, we're looking for somebody who's fancy, a fancy entertainer. A groundbreaking Colonel Sanders, I'm guessing, is maybe a gender bend. You have any thoughts on that? Yeah, maybe, maybe uh, uh, Dolly Parton because of her song "Fancy" about oh, don't let yeah. me down, fancy, don't let me down. That song. I'm of thing. not even sure Iggy was born in '94. So that's my only. That's the, again. That's my. <laughs> I kind of laugh at that because I don't think that's possible. She was a zygote at the time. <laughs> so I think we're gonna have to go with Dolly Parton as our guess. Okay, I don't know if Iggy Azalea is that much younger than us, um, but I think it was about children racing little box cars. Uh, so we did go with Iggy Azalea. So the answer is she was a groundbreaking Colonel Sanders because she was the first woman to play Colonel Sanders. And she had the song named Fancy. The answer is Reba McIntyre. Mm. Ah, so close. Yeah, you guys were close. Yep. Now, not quite uh, Iggy Azigoat. She was born in 1990, so she only would have been four, but I guess she could have been a very little rascal. <laughs> the littlest <laughs> the, rascal. The littlest rascal. <laughs> All right, what are our scores after five, Matt? All right, well, after five questions, the Blue Barracudas are out to a little bit of a lead, and they're swinging across the swamp or whatever it was in the first round in that game. Uh, they got four out of five, so for 40 points, the Cute Kittens just behind with 30 points. Never been happier to miss out on gonorrhea. Speaking of that, Matt, uh, very quickly, I, I saw a TikTok, and it was a joke. Someone was pretending to be one of the temple guardians from Legends of the Hidden Temple, and it's like, boss, can I please let one of these children get past me to get the medal? And he's like, no, you must tackle the children. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was just like, it I really don't want to hit a kid today. No, you have to tackle the kid. It's so funny. If you watch the show, you know. I would have paid money great. for that job. Yeah, I was going to say, dream job. Tackling children? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> just watching them fall down that's the fun part I could watch kids fall off bikes all day okay question number six is in geography what European country is sometimes known as the breadbasket of Europe the president of this country was named times person of the year in 2022 uh, we're locked in I'm pretty sure this is ukraine okay um which would make sense um zelensky got a lot of coverage last year um say. obviously doing a you know hell of a job to keep his country together so um i'm i think i'm pretty comfortable with that and it's also the biggest country in europe by land area also uh the flag the blue on top yellow on bottom flag ah. sig signifies uh, sky and wheat fields oh well 
there you have it. A lot of good uh, good thought there. Yeah, I just remember in the news uh, them talking about grain production in Ukraine when the war started. So we're saying Ukraine. Yep. Uh, the time person of the year last year was uh, President Zelensky, and the answer is Ukraine. Yeah, also a fun fact about Zelensky, he voiced Paddington the Bear in the Paddington movies in the Ukrainian version. That is true. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on to... Uh, question number seven. Uh, the category is LGBTQIA history. The question is, in 1978, queer politician Harvey Milk and San Francisco Mayor George Moscone were assassinated by former city supervisor Dan White. White's legal defense centered on his bad diet. What snack food gave its name to the legal defense used? All right, uh, I think we know this one, so we're going to lock in. Jeff, what are your thoughts? What do you think? I'm thinking that the worst thing that you could put in your body is a Twinkie. Um, That's exactly what I was thinking. And I can imagine a Twinkie defense. Um, It's mostly what? Sawdust? and I mean, Hostess is never going to sponsor us, so (laughs) I don't care. Um, They are delicious, (laughs) though. Just Yeah. I, I can't think it's something that... It would have to be something that's total garbage. And when I think of a total garbage snack food, Twinkie is the top of my list. So You're doubling down people, on your people, Twinkie slander. Excellent. Yeah. People uh, do seem to get addicted to the Twinkies, too. So, Yep. We're going to say, say I haven't eaten and enjoyed one. We're going to say uh, Twinkie defense as well. And the terrible, indefensible legal defense he used was called the Twinkie defense hmm. because he was apparently high on Twinkies. He's not <laughs> Which is not this high or uh, might be possible. (laughs) Yeah, high on Twinkies, great band name. Mm. (laughs) You have to freebase it. (laughs) Get it right into my veins. Just see somebody with a spoonful of Twinkie trying to boil it down. What's the classic trivia fact about Twinkies? They used to be uh, flavored banana. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, going on to question number eight. The category is international politics. The National Legislature of Japan has existed in its current form since 1947. What is this legislative body called? Despite its name, it has no connection to any food you eat. Reluctant. (laughs) I already gave you 10 points. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I I love Japanese history. Um... I don't know. I don't love Japanese uh, government, modern government history, though. That's that's. You were in Japan too. You didn't learn anything. You didn't learn a f-ing thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to uh, teach him. He was wasn't <laughs> listening. So, Petey, it doesn't sound like we have any good ideas here. Kind of going through everything. I know it sounds like maybe a little too obvious or easy, but I th- I think I want to go with lotus if you're good with that. Yeah, it's as good a guess as any. Try some lotus root on our trip. Mm-hmm. Um, so when he's saying the stuff that you eat, I think he means diet, um, and it's the diet. Mm. Yep. The official term is national diets, but it's commonly referred to as the diet. Is it diet uh, or diet? I've never had to yeah, say it out loud. I, I, I didn't see the pronunciation. I, I watched a video yesterday about it being called diet. It might have a different pronunciation. It might be diet. I'm not sure. Yeah. Never had is, to say it out loud. Yep. The answer is diet. Hmm. Awesome. Or, or diet. Um, I forgot about Ken's knowledge of Japan, so... This one's just a coincidence. Okay, going into the next question. It's a category that historically has uh, struggled with untriviality. We'll see how it goes this time. The category is religion. (laughs) I heard some moans, okay. (laughs) What religious text contains the following books? The Book of Nephi... The Book of Omri, and the Book of Moroni. All right, Pete. So I'm fairly positive that these are not books of the Bible. Um, I agree. Pretty sure I could name most of the 40-ish. Um, I'm fairly positive it's not the Quran. Um, I don't know a lot about the Torah. I know there's some overlap with the Old Testament, but I know that the books are not all the same. Um, and then there's another version of the Bible that has other books that the Bible exempts, but I can't remember what the name of that is. Uh, Nephi, Omri, I mean, those could be, 
it, it sounds vaguely um, you know, Yiddish in a, in a way. So yeah, I would I, be okay with going with the Torah. That would be my best guess. I and I don't I don't know like the the Bhagavadgitas or any of the like the South Asian like Hindu texts. No, I, or... I couldn't even name the titles of those. And yeah. Nephi, there's a Nehemiah, or a, uh, which was a book of the Bible. And it might be Nehemiah, like a, 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 yeah. a slightly changed version of that for a different like root, uh, like founded language or whatever, original language. Okay. I'm okay with Torah. All right. We're going to go ahead and guess the Torah. Uh, we officially said Torah as well, but uh, Neil, did you have another idea? Yeah, this is another one that just came to me late. Uh, I was thinking, ever, you guys kept saying Book of, Book of, and then it reminded me of the Book of Mormon. And I think Nephi, they say that in the musical. So uh, I think it's Book uh, of Mormon, but we said Torah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one that um, people said it was, and I play tested it, that um, was the one that would probably give people the most hints was Maroney was the angel that was said to have visited Joseph Smith. So the answer is the Book of Mormon. Mm. Good one. Yeah, that's a good one to log away. And that was probably my hardest question of this round um, until maybe the next one. <laughs> uh, the next question is organizations. What organization was founded and took its first steps in 1935 by two men who are better known as Bill W. and Dr. Bob. Can, we can lock in, Pete. Okay. 1935, um, first steps, I'm, I'm assuming it's a shoe company. And 30, mm-hmm. Bill W., it wasn't uh, the guy who started Nike's name, Bill W., I'm trying to remember, the original one when they were a track company. I'm not super sure. I'll, um, I'll leave this one to you, Neil. I'm just trying to think of the both Prefontaine movies, um, Without Limits and, and Prefontaine. Uh, I, I think I think we're gonna go Nike. So Pete, I'm fairly confident. Um, all the clues lead me to um, the of the steps. I think there are twelve, and mm. um, I think Bill W's last name is probably omitted because they they choose to remain anonymous. I think this is Alcoholics Anonymous. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'll am i lean on yours. You locked in very quickly. Yep, Jeff got all the clues. Uh, the answer to this question is Alcoholics Anonymous. Nice job, Jeff. Nice, very nice. And I just realized it said what organization. I wasn't paying attention to that. That's not an organization. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. All right, with the first round completed, going into the swing round, the Blue Barracudas of Ken and Neil have 70 points. Uh, right behind them, Jeff and Pete, the cute kittens. 60 points. Now, Matt, we've been trying to call for some reviews lately because we haven't asked for them in a very long time, maybe over a year. But uh, we're, I think, either close to 500 or over 500. Uh, what kind of reviews would you like us to get, Matt? Um, good ones. <laughs> That's what we'd hope for. Uh, six stars, if possible. If you, have, you can have a six star. If you can go to iTunes, that'd be great. Even if you aren't uh, an Apple podcast listener, uh, getting reviews is always helpful to us. Uh, so we'd appreciate that. Go to the that. Apple Store, open their podcast app, and leave us some reviews. Yeah, and for anyone who listens on Overcast or maybe Spotify, if you have Apple Podcasts on your phone, maybe just go on there, you know, click subscribe to Triviality. You don't even have to listen to us on there. Just, you know, download for us. That would be nice as well. Um, but also, uh, if you'd like to join Pete and uh, and Nathan over at Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast, where you can get uh, two audio bonuses a month, plus get all of our new episodes ad-free and a little bit early, uh, which is always fun. And, uh, and uh, yeah, we love to do our crop drop and uh, our regular Patreon bonuses. Uh, Nathan has hosted a few of those, which is great. So you'd be able to go to the backlog and hear some of his quickfire 15-question games. Uh, but we'd very much appreciate it if you'd like to join them going to patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. All right, Nathan, what do we have for the swing round today? Okay, for the swing round, um, I remember a long time hearing that the the top topic for swing rounds was pop culture. So I tried kind of going away from pop culture and instead uh, landed on a literature category. And so I'm going to do something a little uh, different. What I did is I came up with 10 books. I'm going to give the year. And I'm going to describe the book in the form of a haiku. And so you just need to tell me the name of the book. Nice. Uh, I like for that. example, uh, if I told you the book was in 1997, and the haiku was Wizard's World Unfolds, Seeking a Magical Stone, Adventures Untold. That would be Harry Potter, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Stone. 
or Philosopher's Stone, yeah. I, um, I was thinking of Pain, sorry. Um, I do have them in order of release. Uh, and again, I will say the year, and then I will give the um, the haiku. Okay, okay. sounds great. Okay. 1818, a man made of parts, seeking love and acceptance, but only finds fear. 1905, Chicago stockyards, dreams of a better life crushed in the harsh reality. 1925, jazz age roaring, lost love and American dream, green lights in the night. 1937, dreams of a small farm, but the American dream is cruel, friendship's tragic end. 1951, Red hunting hat worn, lost boy in a world of phonies, seeking innocence. 1952, seen but unheard, a man without a shadow, lost in plain sight. 1963, glass dome overhead, trapped inside a world of pain, longing to escape. 1966, intelligence blooms, then fades away, leaving behind a poignant echo. 1980, New Orleans streets, where fools and misfits collide, a comic descent. And 1987, ghosts of slavery, haunting the living, seeking peace, a mother's embrace. All right, we have our questions for the swing round. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And all of our answers are now locked in. So let's uh, return to these wonderful haikus and see what we answered. Okay. Um, well, literature, again, is not a strength of a lot of people. Uh, as I was listening to people talk about them, it was really cool listening to it. Um, so we'll start number one. 1818, a man made of parts, seeking love and acceptance, but only finds fear. For this one, we said Frankenstein. 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 Yes, we also said Frankenstein. Yes, this is Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. 1905, Chicago Stockyards, dreams of a better life crushed in the harsh reality. Uh, we said The Jungle. We also said The Jungle. This is The Jungle by Upton Sinclair. 1925, Jazz Age Roaring, Lost Love and American Dream, Green Lights in the Night. Uh, makes me want to go for a swim. We said uh, Great Gatsby. <laughs> Uh, yes, this is The Great Gatsby from Boz Lerman. I mean, <laughs> so F. Scott so Fitzgerald. <laughs> that is correct. 1937, dreams of a small farm, but the American dream is cruel. Friendship's tragic end. Uh, Grapes of Wrath. Uh, this was a little bit of a guess, and we also said Grapes of Wrath. Well, Steinbeck is right, but it was about the two main characters wanting to start a farm, and one of them dies at the end. The answer oh. is Of Mice and Men. Gosh. Oh. John Malkovich, Gary Sinise. Oh, yeah. I knew Sad I photoshopped a Steinbeck photo one time. I had the other one. <laughs> one of us is going to be looking at bunnies uh, the new, and, you know, in the future at some point. So Dreams open. of a fall, small farm. Oh, yeah. tragic end friendship. Okay, yeah, perfect. 1951. Red hunting hat worn, 
lost boy in a world of phonies seeking innocence. Uh, yeah, we said Catcher in the Rye. We also said Catcher in the Rye as well. This is probably one of the more controversial books. People either pity uh, the main character or hate him with a deep passion. Uh, the answer is Catcher in the Rye by J.D. Salinger. 1952. Seen but unheard. A man without a shadow. Lost in plain sight. We said Invisible Man. Not The Invisible Man. <laughs> uh, yes, The Invisible Man. Yep, this is Ralph Ellison's Invisible Man. 1963, glass dome overhead, trapped inside a world of pain, longing to escape. Um, we, we really liked uh, the other team's answer for this one. Ours is different. Um, we think it, the haiku works, but maybe the year's wrong. Uh, we said Slaughterhouse-Five. Um, our guess for this one is going to be The Bell Jar. And the answer is by Sil Sylvia Plath, The Bell Jar. This is one of the hardest ones when I asked friends and play tested it. Good job, Jeff. 1966, intelligence blooms, then fades away, leaving behind a poignant echo. We said Flowers for Algernon. Yes, we also said Flowers for Algernon. That is right. I remember reading that in elementary school, and it yeah. probably made me the way I am just because of how sad it was reading it that young. Uh, this one also played a little bit hard, but uh, we'll see how it goes. 1980, New Orleans streets where, the f where fools and misfits collide, a comic descent. Uh, 1980 may be too early for this book. Not sure, but we said Confederacy of Dunces. Uh, this one is... Uh... I didn't really have a good answer for this, so we just went with Bad Lieutenant. Classic. Yes. This is one of the funniest books I've ever read. The author is John Kennedy O'Toole, and the answer is A Confederacy of Dunces. Oh, wow. All right. Nice poll. did it. If you need a fun book to read, I highly re it's, it's a little bit long, but it is hilarious. I'm going to look it up. Uh, 1987, Ghosts of Slavery, Haunting the Living, Seeking Peace, A Mother's Embrace. We said Beloved. A uh, little bit of a guess on this one. You said The Color Purple. And this one is Toni Morrison, Beloved. Beloved. Ah. So everybody got, except for one of them, everybody got at least one team at least scoring each question, so that's not too bad. All right. After a poetic swing round, uh, Blue Barracuda is adding 40 points, bringing their total to 110. The Cute Kittens adding 35 points, bringing them up to 95 points, meaning this is anyone's game going into the second round. It is still a very tight game, but anybody's game going into the second round. And we will start with our first question, and the category is TV. What fictional attorney, first seen on TV screens in the 2000s, was born Jimmy McGill and later known as Gene Takovic? We can lock in over here. I believe no. this is a, a rather good man. Pete, do yes. you agree? Yes, he's uh, he's all good man. Um, <laughs> his practices, at least. Well, maybe not all good. Uh, yeah, this is uh, easily uh, Bob Odenkirk playing um, Saul Goodman. Yeah, we, we agree. We said Saul Goodman. My hot take of the day is that Better Call Saul is a better show than Breaking Bad. I just loved it a lot better. And the answer is Saul Goodman. That's hot. A take is hot. That's hot. It is. Oh, it's it's it's, it's so well done. Uh, not taking away from uh, Breaking Bad, but Better Call Saul has just some. Oh, it's it's so well done. Okay. And going on to question number two, the category is U.S. government. What is the name of the proposed amendment to the U.S. Constitution that had its first draft written by Alice Paul and Crystal Eastman, and was first introduced to Congress in 1923? The amendment was never ratified. All right, we're going to lock in with a, uh, a bad guess. See how it goes. <laughs> so, I, I, the hard thing, I'm, uh, it's all of the ideas that are coming to me are things that actually were put into law. So what, what didn't make the cut is, is escaping me right now. So, yeah, I'm think, so thinking of 23, um, there would have been um, 
they would they would have been able to put through uh, voting amendments already. That happened in nineteen nineteen, um, and then they repealed prohibition after that. So obviously, it wasn't a repeal of prohibition. Um, so I, I wonder if it was any kind of further temperance that maybe, maybe went through maybe or like anti-smoking. Maybe uh, I don't know. I mean, there's that would be, that'd be pretty good for our healthcare system. Um, <laughs> the other thing I'm thinking of is maybe like some kind of universal human rights. So either because um, I think we haven't adopted those yet, uh, at least according to the UN. Um, Prohibition of tobacco. I don't know. Yeah, we could we could just say uh, for sake of not having a better named yeah amendment. I think we can come to the prohibition of tobacco. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. All right. We weren't too sure about the sequence of events uh, with prohibition and then repealing it, so we just said it was the teetotalers amendment. Okay, so Alice Paul and Crystal Eastman first introduced this in 23. It had slow traction until the 1970s when Congress passed this amendment, but it wasn't passed by enough states. And the answer is the Equal Rights Amendment that would give women equal standing in the Constitution. That's right. Yeah, the ERA it's known as. That's right. And it died because not enough states have... Yeah. There's still debate whether that timeline ran out or it can be extended uh, because proponents of the amendment think that, um, especially with um, body autonomy uh, discussions right now, a few more states could actually pass it and get it past that 75% threshold. But uh, other people are saying, nope, it already failed. So there's some there's still discussion on that. Interesting. Going on to question number three, the category is food. Presidents often have twisted experiences with food, such as George H.W. Bush's refusal to eat broccoli. What food did his son, George W. Bush, choke on, resulting in him losing consciousness in the White House? Reluctant. I feel like the word twisted is a hint. Is it uh, maybe like red vines or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I, I was thinking something exactly along those lines. Licorice. Um, yeah. Twizzlers. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if the Bush family is a red vine or a, a Twizzler home, but... Um, we could just say licorice as a catch-all. And then if they what, ask what, us to be more specific, yeah. What about... A, yeah, what, a, what other foods are twisted before we answer? Pretzels? Pretzel uh, twists? Oh, could be a pretzel. I could see I could see him choking on a pretzel. Um, the, <laughs> I could see him choking on a lot of foods. Actually, I think about it. Um, a, pre- a pretzel could be quite dry, or if you have one of the big uh, pretzels, maybe he just got a little too eager, choked yeah. on a nice big lump Twisted of baked pretzel. I th- it's probably more likely to choke on a pretzel than a Twizzler. I, I'm good with pretzel. Yeah, let's go with pretzel. I think it would be much easier to choke on a Twizzler, but somehow we managed to choke on a pretzel, so we said pretzel. Yep, George W. Bush was watching a football game, and he it was eating a pretzel and went down the wrong pipe, and yada, 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 he lost consciousness. And Do we know the shape of the pretzel? Was it a so nugget? Was, was it a rod? Was it a stick? It wasn't a stick. There's no way you could choke on a stick. Challenge I researched it. I couldn't quite tell what the kind of pretzel it was, uh, but I did put the word twisted in there to get people closer to uh, to pretzel. Yeah. I'm glad we uh, we used our pretzel logic and came to the right answer. Nathan, that was very good again. logic. I like how you got there. Okay. Question number four is in music, um, specifically song lyrics. What Beatles song originally had the original lyrics, scrambled eggs, oh my baby, how I love your legs, not as much as I love scrambled eggs? Hmm. Uh, we, can, uh, we can lock in. Yesterday. I'm pretty you sure it's... You're pretty sure I I'm gonna to default to I've, you. I've heard this in that cadence before. Okay. Uh, so I'm pretty sure it's yesterday. Yeah, I believe not to steal any Nathan's uh, flavor text. I believe uh, McCartney just put those words in there to to help with the uh, the phrasing and whatnot, and then change them later. So we said yesterday. 
nope, that's it. Um, he, Paul had this melody in his head, and he woke up and wrote it down, and he was convinced that he heard it somewhere or stole it from somewhere, and so he made up these lyrics for it. It sounds like a Ringo song, to be honest. Um, and then he wound up writing Yesterday, which is a much better song than Scrambled Eggs. <laughs> Tell that to so Frazier. very good to both teams. <laughs> uh, Playtesters did not get that question as easily as both teams here. So, great. Yeah, it is weird that Paul would write that because he's a vegan. So Yeah. Okay, question number five is in pop culture. At Kim Kardashian's 40th birthday party, what futuristic and somewhat morbid gift did her then-husband, Kanye West, give her? Locked in. Oh, oh wonderful. I'm so glad you know this. I, as, soon as, as soon as I heard the name Kardashian, my brain turned off. No, no. See, the thing is, I was just going to tune this out because, um, let's be honest, a celebrity's birthday is not an important thing, but this was pretty great. Yeah, I'm trying to think right now. Uh, something to do with, like, ashes, like a dead person's ashes? Oh, yeah. It was, it, no, it was a, uh, it was a hologram of her father. Oh, yeah. Her late father, the uh, famous lawyer. I think that's what it was. It was a hologram. Saying that he was proud of her, <laughs> as written by Kanye. Uh, yes, we two rock, uh, locked in with a Robert Kardashian hologram. <laughs> Tasteful. Not, yeah, not only did he say, I'm proud of you, but my favorite thing that he said as a hologram was... The best decision you ever made was marrying Kanye West. <laughs> you married the most, 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 most genius man in the world, Kanye West. Is that the real? The answer is a hologram yes. of her dead father. This is what happens when people who have, let's be honest, probably a mental illness, have a lot of money. So, uh, what what if instead of he made a mistake and he got our hologram of Robert Loja saying that? <laughs> See, I would have been okay with that. I want I want Robert Loja to tell me he's and, proud of me. And it's not regular yeah. Robert Loja; it's necessary roughness, Robert Loja. <laughs> this is Robert Loja. I'm proud of you, your father. <laughs> Or it was David Schwimmer playing her father from the miniseries. <laughs> uh, he was on a break. He had time. Um, all right. After those five questions, both teams adding 40 points, making the score 150 for the Blue Barracudas and the Cute Kittens 135. Okay. It is not only a close game, it is a high scoring game. Good to hear. The next category is in business. Debuting in 1988. What hair cutting product had the biggest buzz in the infomercial world in the late 80s and early 90s? By the year 2000, over 2 million of this product have been sold. Only? Oh, what a shame. <laughs> and none of them are still in use. Oh, no, that's not true. My cousin has one. I'm pretty sure <laughs> wow. he still uses it. <laughs> uh, Neil, is this the, uh, the vacuum... Yes, I believe it's the one that are, that Garth was was using uh, in. They call the, it a suck Wayne's cut world. In Wayne's world. Suck it's, cut, right? But it's not it. the, that's not the official. What's name. the real name? I think it's the um, something B. Um, let me think. Uh, I can see the box. I have seen on TV. Floby, Floby. Is that right? That sounds familiar. Okay, I think I think it's around. Floby, Floby, Floby. I think. Floby or Flovy. Well, see now I'm I'm unsure now. You say V. I think it's the V. Anytime you throw the V up, I get I get uh, flustered. Um, Give Neil a peace sign. Chucking the deuce up. It's I'll I'll leave it to you. I think it's flow flow B or flow V. Yeah, it's something flow. I I think it's the V. Okay, that's fine. So Pete, thinking about this, I think it's the flow B. Correct. I, I'm a hundred percent. It's the flow B. Sorry, mm, Neil. That's it's okay. A, it's an excellent <laughs> money saving device, as far as I can tell. It sucks as it cuts. So when I was young, my mom had one of these, and she would use it on us, my, me and my brothers. And I'd like to say that it caused not only my fear of bees, but also my baldness. The answer is the flow bee. That's what got uh, Macaulay Culkin as well. <laughs> I can't go one episode without making a My Girl joke. The, the machine sucked really well, but it didn't cut very well. It more mm. just pulled at your hair. It, was it just made a lot of noise as it was sucking your hair. Better, better to suck than to cut is what they used to say back at the old. Uh, it's, the it old was brothel. a paradox, paradoxical like... product. It sucks and it blows at the same time. Yep. Okay, going on to question seven. This category is in 
history, the 1494 Treaty of Tordesillas declared a line of demarcation in the Americas between what two European empires and was approved by Pope Julius II. The countries, the colonies of these countries were primarily found in South America. What countries were the signers of this treaty? We are going to lock in. Jeff, how are you feeling on this one? So you've got some tortoises in the backyard, right? <laughs> I do. Dos. <laughs> uh, I believe, so especially if it was in South America, the early colonial powers would have been, well, Spain would have had the Spain, up since sure. they backed Columbus. Yeah. And I feel like the other one would have been maybe the Portuguese, um, especially knowing that Brazil um, was predominantly founded by the Portuguese. I was going to say Spain and Portugal, to be honest. Okay. Just because um, of the, the conquistadors and the Portuguese language in Brazil. Yeah. And if it was the Pope, I would guess they were both probably Catholic. I didn't think the English got in on it yet. So let's go with the Spanish and the Portuguese. Uh, we said Spain and Portugal. Yep. I put the uh, approval by the Pope in there just because I wanted to lead people towards uh, one more end about the about it being probably predominantly Catholic countries. And the answer is Brazil, uh, Portugal and Spain. Very good. Okay. Question number eight is in album covers. What specific kind of jewelry is the cow on the cover of the 1993 Aerosmith album Get a Grip wearing? This is the cow with the pearl earring. I don't remember. <laughs> Classic painting. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't think I've seen this album cover, but I know how tasteful Aerosmith is, so we're going to like it. Um, do, do they have like a pierced ear, maybe, you think? Or like a big, like, Chain. It's either, yeah, it's <laughs> like either a big necklace. It's either a gold chain. I was thinking a gold chain. It's a wallet chain. It doesn't seem. <laughs> it's a wallet chain. Hold on a second. Wait, 1993. It's a puka shell necklace. Mm -hmm. Just kidding. Uh, that's that would be if it was a Blink 182, not uh, yeah, that's true. Aerosmith. That was Dude Ranch. I, I, yeah, I was thinking. Um, yeah, you know what? Now that you say Dude Ranch, I'm pretty sure I'm I'm confusing that image in my head with the Dude Ranch. Uh, cover from Blink-182. Um, it would be a shot in the dark, but I would say gold chain. Okay. Uh, so we're going to say just generic necklace then? Just to uh, be on the safe side? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're going to say the cow had its udder pierced and say udder ring. Oh. So the cover does have a picture of a cow on it, obviously, and it's showing its udders, and the nipples on the cow have a nipple ring. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's Once you practical. see the album, you'll go, yep, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. It does not seem practical. Are we giving them <laughs> for that for utter piercing? Yeah. Yes. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> <laughs> Are we counting that? I would, yeah. For the perfect I, I answer? I would say, focus to say, give, give it, I think they had it, yeah. It's not the perfect answer. <laughs> it's absolutely the perfect answer. You can't get more specific than that. Jeff, you're being utterly ridiculous. <laughs> Matt, if you had utters, would you pierce them? Um, and... Odd number of them, probably yes. Okay, <laughs> just to keep people guessing. Yeah, I tattoo my my bag. Fat <laughs> udders. <laughs> Question number nine is in TV contests. On the last episode of Seinfeld, George admitted he cheated and was not the real winner of the contest. Of the remaining contestants, who was the master of their domain and the real winner of the contest? All right, we are locked in. So I feel like the first person out, right, that they're Kramer. definitely, definitely out, was Kramer? Yeah. Okay. Th 30 seconds. Oh, I'm out, Jerry. Yeah. Oh, I'm out. <laughs> and then slams, slams the money the, on the table. Money on the table, yep. yeah. And then after that, I feel like, um, you know, well, uh, it, what's uh, JFK Jr.'s, what does she call him? Uh, John John. I feel uh -huh. like John John got a lane out pretty quick, too. So... Well, they, they didn't they tell her she had a handicap, like it was not the same for her or something. Yes, or she had I to put believe in more money so. Or well, yeah, was she? Yeah, she had to put more money up. Okay, um, that's what it was. Yeah, uh, one fifty. I think. Was she master of her domain? Not as much. I don't. I don't remember I'm, Jerry going out. I'm trying to telepathically communicate with Joseph, my host right now, my co-host. Um, I mean, the easy answer is Jerry, just because he's 
like the the leader of the show, but yeah, I mean, I guess logically that would be it. I'd say Jerry. I I want to go Jerry too. So I couldn't do it. <laughs> couldn't do it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Jerry and George were in in the in the off or not the office in the room, and Elaine came in. John John got her, and then uh, Jerry lost because of the Virgin. And uh, <laughs> if George cheated, then Jerry would be the true victor. So we said Jerry. Yep. The uh, everybody said the exact scene from that movie the 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 episode the answer is jerry number 10 geography the baltic countries are three nations in northern europe stacked to each other north to south which country whose capital is vilnius is the furthest south of the three we can lock in so neil what jumps out to you when you hear the word baltic um <laughs> uh, i think of the the movie about the dog in the in the wilderness that's balto oh balto okay <laughs> uh i don't tur- uh romania romania yeah baltic yeah romania what about uh um what's the other one i'm thinking of not romania Is but it like lithuania and latvia oh yeah Is, lithuania those- i think is baltic vilnius you know vilnius sounds lithuanian it does is it the southernmost though that i don't know but it does sound because Lithuanians say labas to each other when they say hello. And Phil, I know he says a lot of words in Lithuanian that sound like Vilnius. All right, Lithuania. Is it Lithuania, Latvia, and Estonia? Is that the Baltic, Jeff? Yeah. So right. um, north to south, it goes Estonia, Latvia, and then Lithuania. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we said we said Lithuania. Uh, Tallinn is the capital of Estonia and uh, Riga for Latvia. So. So, fun thing I learned in writing this question is that the three countries north to south are also in alphabetical order. So, the answer is Lithuania. Nice. Also, um, that's where um, Sean Connery came from in Ken's favorite movie, The Hunt for Red October. Mm. Vilnius Nastaljevic, the Vilnius schoolmaster. Ah, he was a Lugan. I don't know. All right. After the second half of this second round, the points keep coming. 40 points added to the Blue Barracudas, bringing their total to 190. 40 points for the cute kittens, bringing them to 175. So all the points will be in play in the final. Nate, what are those categories we're going to be wagering on? Okay, well, they're all tied by one topic because I think they're neat. Uh, They're all potato-themed questions. So the first category is potatoes and toys, and then potatoes and politics, potatoes and history geography, Potatoes and TV and music, and potatoes and fast food. All right, so both teams like the hit rate on this game, apparently, because both teams going all in with uh, 30 for each question. Let's go ahead and get them. So in Potatoes and Toys, in 1987, Mr. Potato Head became a spokespud during the Great American Smokeout. What item did Mr. Potato Head surrender to Surgeon General C. Everett Koop? Potatoes and politics. During the war in Iraq in 2003, anti-French sentiment rose in the United States. Three cafeterias in the U.S. House of Representatives changed the name of French fries to what alliterative name? Potatoes and history geography. Following a deadly and man-made famine that occurred between 1959 and 1961, this country saw a dramatic leap in the production of potatoes to become the largest producer of potatoes in the world. What country is this? Potatoes and TV music. In a 1999 Simpsons episode, Homer dresses up as the potato man to walk past security. It proceeds to walk on stage, interrupting what band? He's interrupted so many bands though. (laughs) (laughs) And potatoes and fast food. In 2013, a fast food company developed and launched Satisfries, a new French fry that absorbed less oil and resulted in less fat and calories. The new fry failed to reign supreme, and the company discontinued the product less than one year later. What fast food company sold the Satisfry? All right, we have our questions. We'll be back with our answers and see who will be today's cream of the crop. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. 
I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You can spend less time staying in the know about all things gaming and get more time to actually play the games you love with the IGN Daily Update Podcast. All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies, and television with news, previews, and reviews. You'll hear everything from Comic-Con coverage to the huge Diablo 4 launch. So listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. All right, all the answers are locked in, so let's run back the questions and see who wins. Okay, the first question again was in Potatoes and Toys. In 1987, Mr. Potato Head became the spoke spud during the Great American Smokeout. What item did Mr. Potato Head surrender to Surgeon General C. Everett Coop? Well, if you want to be a spoke spud, you probably don't want to promote smoking. We said he handed over his pipe. Pete uh, and I agree. And um, for what it's worth, we just looked up the image, and it's pretty funny. So just Google uh, Mr. Potato Head C. Everett Coop. Uh, we agree. Pipe. And next one is in Potatoes and Politics. During the war in Iraq in 2003, anti-French sentiment rose in the United States. Three cafeterias in the U.S. House of Representatives changed the name from French fries to what alliterative name? Yes, who could uh, forget this petty, petty move? Uh, it's uh, Freedom Fries. Yes, uh, we agree. Freedom Fries. Freedom Fries. That is the correct answer. Uh, next is in Potatoes and History Geography. During a deadly and man-made famine that occurred between 1959 and 1961, this country saw a dramatic leap in the production of potatoes to become the largest producer of potatoes in the world. What country is this? Um, we can't really narrow down what that the famine. I don't think that's the Irish famine. Um, so we just said U.S. So we were pretty sure that these dates lined up for um, one of the great uh, famines um, headed up by Chairman Mao. And I'm assuming the dramatic leap is a reference to the Great Leap Forward, uh, his Communist Party platform. So we said China. Yep, the word leap was on there to make people think the Great Leap Forward. The answer is China. Uh, next is in potatoes and TV music. In a 1999 episode of The Simpsons, Homer dresses up as the Potato Man to get past security and proceeds to walk on stage, interrupting what band? Uh, Homer interrupts so many bands during the run of the show, so it was hard to choose, but we went with Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, we believe that the walk-on is a reference to a U2 song, so we chose U2. Yep, Homer's backstage, and he goes, I'm the Potato Man, in a really bad Irish accent. <laughs> security says, where you been? He goes on stage, interrupts U2. And yes, walk-on is a song of theirs, so... And in Potatoes and Fast Food, in 2013, a fast food company developed and launched Satis Fries, a new French fry that absor absorbed less oil and resulted in less fat and calories. The new fry failed to reign supreme, and the comp company discontinued the product less than one year later. What fast food company sold the Satis Fry? Uh, based on the reign supreme, we're going to say it's the Burger King. And uh, we picked up on that clue as well and also said Burger King. Yeah, I assume people had it their way and stopped ordering them. <laughs> yes, the answer was Satisfries. Uh, Satisfries was made by Burger King, yes. 
All right, after that final round, picking up 30 points was the blue barracudas uh, captured by all of the the men jumping out in the Olmec's temple. They're uh, falling just a little short uh, because Jeff and Pete, the cute kittens, were perfect in that round, adding 150 points, bringing their total to 325, making them today's cream of the crop. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in, but the cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Don't let the cuteness fool you. I yes. never, I never did. Now, Neil, this kitten's Jeff, not declawed. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, Jeff, Matt, uh, who do you recall engineered this final round when we first started the show? Who was the mastermind behind this uh, concept? Someone from Fiverr. I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> it was this guy right here who can't seem to win in the final ever, <laughs> never, ever. It's all about that wager, right? That's what. Uh, that's what well, they sing getting about. questions right also helps and they and did thus a really Ken good job became with that. the architect of his own demise anyways you guys uh did play great though uh pete and jeff uh congratulations yeah, on great, your, your win great group effort thanks pete for uh complimenting me nicely here um yeah i feel like you had quite a lot to uh to bail me out on so yeah, is there likewise. anybody that you would like to compliment nicely for your final shout outs pete oh shout out to anybody yeah uh my mom hi love you <laughs> hi peace mom <laughs> Yeah. Laura Loveless. She's got a great alliterative name that sounds like an old movie star or something. <laughs> does. She does. That's great. Yes. Well, thank you for joining us, Pete. Once again, what was your show called? Uh, it's called Middle Class Film Class. It's uh, it's pretty fun if you if you like, uh, you know, hanging out with some friends and talking about movies and fun stuff. It's it's what it's all about. And if you're going to dive in to go look for the trivia, it's in the main feed, but you got to go back a couple months. It's got a different icon, like a bright purple icon that's all okay. trivia. So the trivia one's a lot of fun, and it is intense. It is a no-joke Jeopardy level and trivia, movie trivia. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, please check that out, folks. Uh, Nathan, great game today. Great questions. Got, got a lot of them right, uh, except in the final. Um, but uh, any final shout-outs for you? Uh, no, I want to make sure I thank everybody in the crop and Discord that helped um, – read my questions, get feedback. Um, there were quite a few people. I don't want to leave anybody out. There were a few that play tested a actual game. Uh, so Clinton Reese, Johnson E and Sephorza. Hope I set those names right. Thank you all so much in particular for giving some immediate verbal feedback on my game. Uh, and just a shout out to everybody listening. Thank you so much. Yep, and our last shout-out will go out to Airwave Media, our network. Uh, you can find them at airwavemedia.com. And since we talked a lot about movies, they've got some great movie podcasts too, like The Film Vault, Movie Therapy, and The Movies That Made Me. So check some of those out too. All right, thank you everyone for Ken, Matt, Jeff, and uh, all of our special guests. My name is Neil, and that was Triviality. <laughs>